Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Taryn Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode of Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I am joined by my favorite person, Tara. Hey, spooksters. I'm going to just tell you, Tara's a little giggly right now because literally we were like, push record. And then I was like, what do we do? You didn't even like, push I literally the forgot how to podcast. You didn't even push the button. Oh, yeah. I didn't even push the button. I was just sitting here like, do, do, do. This is what we do, right, guys? No. <laughs> oh, God. Is. Okay. Okay. Well, it is the last episode of the month and you know what that means. It well, the last Monday episode of the month, and you so you know what that means. It is listener stories. We have picked four stories. Tara read two, I'll read two, and we are going to tell you scary stories as we're going to read scary stories told by you, but through our mouths because that's not a complicated way of explaining what we do. It's going to be one of those episodes, guys. Bear with me, it'd be all right. It'd be all right. So, do we do anything else? I literally forgot, like, like. Social media, Forgot. Patreon. Just kidding. <laughs> Fucking day. <laughs> should, Sorry, ZK. Definitely leave this in. Okay. If you want to hang out with us on social media, you can do so by using the handle at Three Spooked Girls on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to hang out with other spooksters and sometimes us when time allows, head over to our Facebook group. It is so fun. We have lots of fun shit that happens in there. Trust us. You're going to want to do it. And it surprises us because like every day we get like new requests. And we're like, yay, new people. I know. So that so cool. is on Facebook. It's Three Spooked Girls Official. Just go there. Hang out with us. We have book club. We have lots of shit. Just go check it out. If you want to support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com backslash Three Spooked Girls or go to the show notes. Tara has created a beautiful link tree that takes you places. Mm-hmm, from mm-hmm, the show notes mm-hmm. and it has our patreon linked for little as a dollar you get a bonus episode a month five dollars and up get video content and it goes up from there ten dollar patrons get patron selects which means you get to pick a story that we share mm-hmm. so yeah that's always fun also if you like tiktok i like tiktok i like watching tiktoks more than i like making tiktok as a parent by my feed you can watch tara and i's tiktoks tara's handle is spooky underscore sleuth and mine is Spooky Aunt Jessie, but Jessie is spelled J-E-S-S-Y because I was a weirdo as a kid and it just stuck. And with that, I'm going to hand it over to Tara and she's going to tell us, read us our first spooky story of the evening. Yay. Okay. So our first story is a anonymous one. So this comes from a secret spookster. They write, hey, ladies, I'm not new to true crime, but I'm new to three spooked girls. 
I grew up hearing about true crime cases constantly because my dad knows more about every serial killer ever than anyone I've ever met. And I'm super interested in forensic nursing in the future if I manage to make it through nursing school. It's (laughs) It's torture. I wouldn't recommend it. That being said, I was fascinated by true crime, but I'm not necessarily a diehard believer in the supernatural. Religiously, I'm agnostic and I have the same attitude towards ghosts. So a few months into my boyfriend and I's relationship, I would always go to his house to hang out for a couple of hours, fully intending to get up and leave around 11 so I could go home and sleep because I had 8 a.m. classes. But boyfriend's creepy ass basement had other plans. For what was probably a couple of months, every time I went to his house intending to watch a movie or something and to go home, we would end up falling asleep. That part is an odd. I sleep as much as a newborn, even though I'm technically an adult. Here comes the creepy as fuck part. Every time this would happen, we would both wake up between 3 and 3.30 a.m. Dun, 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 is what they wrote. (laughs) It happened a couple times, and I was like, okay, weird, but whatever. We probably just slept long enough for a REM cycle, and that's why we woke up at an odd time. CBD isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel. So stress, anxiety, pain, the list goes on and on. So for myself, I love using CBD as a natural method to help with my anxiety and help keep me focused. And that is why we are so excited to be partnered with Feels. We will talk about becoming a member and getting 50% off your first order in a minute. But for those that don't know, Feels is a premium CBD that will help to keep your head clear and feel your best. It's hassle-free, delivered directly to your door, which you know we love. And for those that don't really know about CBD, it's a natural way to help reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness, and there's no hangover or addiction. Now, you do have options when it comes to feels. You can either use their CBD oil and put a few drops under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important and everybody's is different. Or if you need a dose of chill on the go, you can pop one of Feel's new CBD-infused mints for a clear-headed feeling. And they're super minty fresh. I am obsessed. They are literally my favorite product of theirs. And it's so awesome because since we are partnered with them, we have a deal for y'all where you can become a member and get 50% off your first order. You know, we love saving money. And we're all about that self-care as well. So joining the Feels Monthly Membership makes your self-care so easy. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel anytime. So start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash spookedgirls to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Again, that's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash spooked girls to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash spooked girls. All right. Well, while we're in this ad break, we are going to take a minute to say thank you to our newest patrons. Thank you so much to Wendy, Mary, Amy, Savannah, Stephanie, Aubrey, Lauren and Kember. Thank you all so, so much for supporting the show. We cannot do this without you. We appreciate and love you all so, so much, and we hope you enjoy the content over there. So then we started setting alarms to make sure I could get home at a decent time. Once we started doing this, we just kept waking up around 3 a.m. with our alarms, which we would set for like every 15 minutes for two hours with the volume all the way up, completely turned off, and neither one of us woke up to turn them off. This is obviously where I start getting super fucking creeped out. I think my boyfriend's just being a little piss baby. (laughs) I think. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think my boyfriend's just being a little piss baby until I so kindly informed him we were waking up right smack dab in the middle of the witching hour. Then he understood my <laughs> my piss baby freakouts. This all kept happening for another month or so, and then all of a sudden it just stopped. We stopped waking up around that time every night, our alarms started working again, and nothing weird ever happened again. The really weird thing is that it only ever happened at his house in his bedroom. It never happened at mine, which would make which would have made a lot more sense because my house was built in 1901 and has the scariest fucking basement I've ever seen. Seriously, you could use that fucking crawl space in a horror movie. But no, it happened at my boyfriend's not creepy at all, fairly new house. Other than when I woke up to pee, because not only do I sleep like a newborn, but I have the same size bladder as an infant. In the middle of the night in my old house, where the previous owner died in my parents' bedroom and came back to all of my sheets and blankets on the floor. Or the time I saw a guy in a mask calling a giant human-sized trash bag down the side of the highway at midnight. This is by far the creepiest thing that's Wait, ever happened to me. You can't. No, I'm sorry. The trash I'm bag. I'm sorry, listener. We need that. Yeah, you can't just say that to us and just be like, I saw a guy pulling a trash bag down the side of the road at midnight. I would have been like, I need all the info. It's rude that you didn't tell me. <laughs> right. We need this. I need to know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Alrighty. My first story comes from Angelique. I'm a fairly new fan of your podcast, so I'm still catching up on new episodes. I work in a warehouse taking inventory all night, every night, so it's very isolating and boring, so I entertain myself by binge listening to podcasts. I would too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I happened to hear a promo for your show on, and I decided it sounded right up my alley and instantly was obsessed with it. Yesterday, I heard the episode on Dean Coral, and it hit close to home. My family and I, for generations, have lived in Houston our whole lives. I personally have never heard of him or his crimes because it's not talked about or brought up like other serial killers. But when you came up with his helpers, Elmer Wayne Henley, I was taken back. Growing up, I would often listen to my great-grandma talk about all kinds of things, and she super often talked about my uncle was good friends with a serial killer. Wait, what? Her This girl's uncle was friends with a serial killer. Ooh, I don't like it. She would even go into detail about how this guy would beg her to allow her son to go to these parties, and he promised he would personally take care of him and bring him home, etc. And she would allow him to go, and he always saw his friend walking my drunk uncle down the street home the next day, and later on, she would find out how lucky he was because he was never her and because she heard what happened to the boys around his age. Oh no. And I'd often just go along with her stories, but always just shrugged it off as a tall tale because I never heard of these murders and she was a little dramatic in her later years. I mean, I want to be dramatic in my later years. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just something I had heard a thousand times. While hearing your show, I couldn't think of what the guy's name was, so I called my mom right after work and asked her if she'd heard these stories, and she confirmed that she did, and she thought it was either Wayne Henley or Wayne Hensley, and I told her about the podcast. She also didn't, didn't know it was true. I just thought it was crazy and wanted to share. Holy shit! <laughs> like, Damn. oh my god. <laughs> The world is too, too small. <laughs> See, like, this is the weird thing is like when you hear people like when you like find out someone's a serial killer, Joseph D'Angelo, right? Like he had friends. Mm -hmm. My old coworker, her husband's friend was friends with Joseph D'Angelo. 
So it's like weird when you start being like, oh my God, one of our listeners' uncles was friends with a serial killer? I know. How creepy. I'm so glad your uncle didn't die. Okay, so my other story of the evening comes from Amanda. She writes, Hi, my name is Amanda. I stumbled upon your podcast one day and was hooked from day one. I would like to tell you my paranormal story. I just hope it doesn't come across not too confusing in all of that. I have a few paranormal stories, but this one I'm going to tell you is not a scary one at all. Okay, well, I want the scary ones to scare (laughs) Jessica, so please send them. (laughs) The day I turned 21 months old, my biological dad passed away from a brain aneurysm. Growing up, my family would always say that I told them that my daddy came to see me in my dreams and that I would just say things to them that I had no right of knowing at just two years old. Flash forward several years, my nephew was born in 2001. He was born with several heart issues and other medical problems. At four months old, he was on life support, and they informed us that he could no longer be on life support and we would have to pull the plug. Once they disconnected him from the equipment, it was either he was going to pass away or he was going to live. The night before this was to happen, I had a visit from my dad. Behind my dad was my grandparents, who passed away, and behind them were other family members that I recognized and family members that I didn't recognize, but I was able to describe them to my mother, and she was able to confirm who they were and that I had never met them. My dad told me that my nephew was going to be okay and that he was going to be older and that we had nothing to worry about. The next morning, I told my mom what happened and she started crying, believing what I said and saw because of what I experienced as a child. When we got to the hospital that morning to say our goodbyes to my nephew, me and my mom weren't upset or crying because we knew he was going to be okay. And that made a lot of people mad because they felt like we weren't emotional enough for the situation. Once everything was done, my nephew continued to breathe on his own with no support at all. He's now 21 years old, and while he still has heart issues, epilepsy, and other things, he's otherwise healthy, and I feel that he will continue to be healthy and live until he's an old, older man. As a 36-year-old who just recently lost her stepdad, I feel both my dad's presence with me, especially in hard times. I still feel like my biological dad watches over me and my three boys to make sure we're doing okay and to help guide us in better directions. Thank you for reading my story. I love listening to your podcast, and it gets me through my long work days. Aww. Always love those ones. It's really sweet. I know. I love the sweet ones. But yes, send us a scary one. <laughs> just because we're going to be like, just bitch, don't understand. No. Like, Tara loves when she, when she does the Reddit feeds. She's like, she looks for the ones she knows. Don't blame just me. Don't blame just no, me. No. But you look for the ones you know are going to be like, I don't sleep as it is. Like, just because I'm an insomniac. And like, my best friend is like, hmm, how do I make this worse? I know. I'll just. Tell her scary fucking stories. It's fine. Listen, I give the spooksters what they want, though, because literally that was supposed to be a one-off thing, and people are like, "No, do um, do all the parts." So I have <laughs> They're to literally listen. Like, do so many more. <laughs> so good. <laughs> fuck you guys. I mean, I love you all so so much, but fuck you guys. <laughs> oh god. Okay, so my last story comes from Hannah. It says Hannah, and then by her name, like, in parentheses, it says, my mother was traumatized by a demon and I later was haunted. Fuck, Hannah, (laughs) just coming in strong. (laughs) It says, hey, girls, I'm Hannah from Missouri ST, S&T. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. Mm. If you remember, I wrote wrote in a story about my mom and how she was terrorized by a demon, and you read it in the September's listeners episode. Oh, Mm. nice. I'm like, I'm like. We've read so many stories. I'm like, what story should we read in oh September? Oh my God, yeah, especially because it's March. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like, ooh, it's March. And Tara and I are like, ooh, <laughs> I'm like, is it? I don't even know. Half the time, I don't even know what day it is. I still think it's February. 
Like, no shit. Like, today I was, oh, yeah, you know, when March rolls around and my boss was like, Jessica, it's March 14th. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. Yeah. It's rolled it's around. It's not. It's February. <laughs> I don't know. I oh, am. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Well, as you all know, the story ends with me being born and nothing ever happens to my mother again. That's where her story ends and mine begins. As I mentioned before, my family is sensitive to what is behind the veil. When I was turning 14, my parents had just had just divorced and we moved. There had been several things happened to me previously in life with ghostly things, but never anything like this. It started with my things going missing and reappearing, assuming it was my sister, but I could never prove it. I would have literally been like, it's a fucking ghost. My brother had no. <laughs> it was my it was always probably my brother. I didn't have a sister, so I don't know if sisters steal things. Brothers steal things and melt them. Mm. <laughs> I constantly <laughs> I constantly felt eyes on me. I couldn't sit on the couch as you had your back turned to the hallway. On more than one occasion, if I looked, you could see a shadow move within the darkness. Nope, no. It didn't start getting bad until I was getting ready to shower and something spoke to me. Its voice was so deep, I felt it in my bones. I ran out crying to my mom and told her what happened. She told me I was paranoid. Woman, you were you were fucking terrorized by a demon. Don't tell your daughter she's paranoid. <laughs> NBD. <laughs> right. She told me I was paranoid and my sister had just come in from outside. After a minute, I was going to go continue my shower when the metal cross we hung on the wall flew. Yes. And she wrote this. Yes. Flew off the wall and slammed onto the other wall, raking into three pieces. My mother started to believe me as she saw what I had witnessed. I mean, mm. rightfully so. Mm-hmm. The next incident was probably a few weeks later. In between, I'd wake up to the door being open and I'd be too terrified to get up and close it because I felt like there was someone standing there just behind the darkness. I was home alone and I went to make food and leave my room and every drawer and cabinet was open. So I shut them and make some food. My lab comes up to me and starts growling so aggressively like I'd never seen her do before. It wasn't at me. It was at something around me or behind me. Oh, I just creeped myself out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it either. (laughs) Hannah, no. (laughs) I took her outside and left the front door open because I just had a gut feeling whatever it was would lock me out. I called my mom and told her to come home ASAP. I went inside and shut the door. Minutes later, I heard someone talking and laughing and I thought she and my siblings were home, but there was nothing. Again, there was scratching at the door, but it wasn't Ooh. my dog. I don't like it. So I left the, my door cracked. My mom finally comes home and finds the front door to be dead bolted and locked. And so was the side door and the front door. I hadn't locked the door when I'd come back in. It tried to keep my mom out and me in. We moved several weeks later. Whatever was there wanted me and wanted me badly. With love in the spooks. Hannah. Oh my God, Hannah. Ooh. I'm so glad you're alive to write that to us. <laughs> Jesus. I don't, like <laughs> I don't either. I was literally like, the whole time I was reading it, I was like, just make a joke so it goes away. <laughs> make it go away. Oh, God. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. No. Anyway. Okay, so now that I'm thoroughly freaked out and have to go to bed now. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, that's going to wrap up this month for us here at Three Spooked Girls. We'll see you back on Thursday for another episode. 
Bye, guys. Bye.